Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise and Jeff Carlin as he le- leaps out into space with the Webb Telescope. Well, I'm in the comfy chair recovering painfully from surgery that I haven't had yet. And you're listening to the Chicago Way on WGN+. Plus. Look at this. The Chicago Way is a deep cultural phenomenon. It's the Chicago Way. The Chicago Way. That's the focus. In a tower by the river, there lived a man. There was a man who took a stand with pen and paper in his hand, defeating foes in every ward with a pen more mighty than the sword. No escape from his ink lasso in a tower by the river. Castle. Here's how you get him. He pulls a knife, you pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. Hey, Jeff, how was that for a cold open, huh? <laughs> Excellent, John. Excellent. Uh, yeah, John, sur- big surgery for you, huh? How, uh, do you want to. Uh, the, the, you know what? I. Get off the surgery subject first. Let's get to the Jeff Carlin <laughs> geek show. He's geeking out, everybody. <laughs> yeah, so John and I taped this. Uh, we the the big James Webb Space Telescope, right. Deep Space Telescope. The first uh, calibrated images were released by NASA, uh, and uh, they're amazing. I mean, I mean, and we're only seeing the early images. There's some more stuff that'll come out later this year, and um, some more data points, but. It's incredible. And and just to kind of like conceptually understand like the difference between this and what we have like the tele the Hubble telescope is a really interesting starting point because people kind of know the Hubble telescope it orbits around our planet. It's near the same position or miles above the earth as um as like the space station. I mean it's, it's beyond that, but it's relative to our our uh, our distance like the moon. The Webb telescope is almost twice the distance of of the moon. And it's in a fixed position that leaves it forever in the shadow behind our planet. And so it's got this unique aspect of the universe that it can see out into space in this dark shadow. So it gets much better detail. And the detail, just to wrap your head around it, it's, it's so intense that they can extrapolate these full HD photos bigger than anything you could could imagine on like a cell phone, you know, tens of thousands of times bigger. But they're only looking at the equivalency if you took a single grain of sand and held it out at arm's length and you looked at it. That's what that's what this telescope is essentially doing. That's how small of a perspective it is looking at, but it's pulling out 10 times the data in a single photo that then Hubble telescope was. And that's just early stages. Once they fine tune this thing and really dial it in, it'll be beyond that, but it, it'll tell it, take us, show us what happened in all of known existence just after the big bang. It'll take us back in time to that point 
and allow us to see how early solar systems and galaxies were formed, how early stars were formed, um, understand what some of the precursors were for the, the complex chemistry we know now in, in like our own sun. Um, well, you it, gotta, you gotta be, you gotta explain it to people like me. Yeah. How could it look back in the time? How does it do that? It's pretty interesting. Um, you know, the, the, universe and beyond as we know it the known universe is is if you imagine it in like a uh, like a uh, rubber balloon it's kind of expanding and stretching out as pressure you know these forces push things away from each other but at the beginning it was very dense and tight and in seeing back in time what we're seeing is the light sources as they were millions of years ago, billions of years ago in some cases, but we're seeing light that was literally created a billion years ago, took a billion years to run here, and now we can see it. And so it, it, we're, can, perspectively, we're looking back in time because the events that have happened happened a long time ago. And we, but in, real, in our reality, we're only seeing what they are for the moment. So it's like the equivalency of, of seeing someone on a far peak, you can see their silhouette and moving, but you wouldn't know how they were moving because you're only seeing part of the, you know, you're only seeing light after they've moved. You're only seeing their arm go up moments after it moved because you have to have that light has to travel off their skin and then to you. It's the same thing. This light is being creative billions of light years away. And then it's, coming to us and it's taking all that time to get here. So what we're seeing is essentially snapshot of what happened back then. And uh, this is the moment where Jeff goes back into time and tries <laughs> to find uh, the 19th, the, the theme song from the 1966 sitcom. It's about time starring the great <laughs> Imogene Coca, Joe Rush, Jack Mullaney and Frank Ebener. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just reading off the. I kind of vaguely remember it, you know, like from the 60s when I was a little kid. Sure. Uh, well, I, but you I always, say, yeah. Jeff, you always ruin time travel <laughs> movies for me, like the one with the cute girl, the meat cute girl. I forget what her name was, the British guy. The cute oh, girl. the time traveler's wife? Is that oh, what no, that wasn't meat cute. That was weird. Yeah. No, I'm talking like... uh, No, not the Adam Project. What was the one? That's another one. You always ruin these time travel movies because of science. But but if we can see back in the time, that proves that what? What does it prove exactly? That it happened? Well, right. It happened. Right. Exactly. But we, we, for our purpose, we can see how it happened and we can, they can gauge. It's, it's really cool. So you look at, you know, you can look to one part of the sky and focus on a cluster of light coming at you and you can judge how far away it is by the, it's called redshift, but it's the, it's the essentially the speed at which lights coming toward you, which is constant and the color of it can imply the speed of the object that it came from, came off of bounced off of. Uh, much like the uh, concept of radar. Um, and so 
that phenomenon gives us the ability to know a lot about an object. And then in doing so, we can look at different objects at different distances away from us and essentially see time unfold. It's like looking through a photo book of, of, of the universe. And we just now we have more deeper pages, earlier pages we can go back to and look at what happened back then. Now, obviously, they're not moving. I mean, they are, but it's such we're so far away that the movements were, or so, would have to be you know, massive changes, which we've seen. There have been documented uh, collisions of like of of stars, and we, they think there was a black hole that may have collided, and so and entire galaxies. And so we've kind of seen some of that stuff more or less in re- real time, but in reality, they have happened you know long time ago. And this is, yeah, it's pretty amazing. it's pretty amazing, and it, it's and it's the idea that we can uh, we're going to unlock the future of physics because it, the the stuff we learned from the Hubble telescope was it, it altered our understanding of everything of how the, the big bang happened how uh creations of those those elements formed initially and we only did that by again being able to flip through this kind of you know photo book of our of of the universe's history but it was a very small photo book the photo book we've got now is a, a factor of like a hundred if not more and the depth and clarity, the things we can see, the, the never-ending selection of galaxies we can now look at to, to study and uh, see how they're different or how they what they contain. It's just it's endless, and and, and it's going to unlock all these things that the human brain may, maybe at this point can't really you know contemplate or guess will happen, but but the universe will provide those things in real time and in, in real examples. It's going to be, it's going to be incredible. It's, it is going to move physics and science forward at, at literal light speed uh, over the next decade. The uh, practical applications are amazing if you can conceive of them. Mm-hmm. And one is that, uh, you know, that boy, uh, Brendan Gleeson's, uh, son can finally uh, fall in love with Rachel McAdams because who wouldn't want to you know, in the movie? But also, if you can create a, a machine, just think, everyone, uh, I'm Mr. Peabody and, uh, and uh, Jeff is Sherman because of the glasses. And uh, we go back into time, and uh, I find Howard Zinn, the historian, and I put him in a bag and dump him in the Chicago River, like <laughs> before he, like when he's in graduate school, before he writes that crappy socialist nonsense that he's been infecting kids with, or or even go to the source itself, find uh, Karl Marx, and <laughs> you know, lop his head off for him and and burn the, the stump so it doesn't grow back as two. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of creepy, John Cass. I guess yeah, pre-sur- pre-surgery creepiness, you know. Yeah. Well, it's that fasting but, that's probably getting to you. But something like, yeah, I'm fasting with a beer. I'm having. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. But yeah, I mean, and and that 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 concept of time travel is it, it is not you know it's it's not realistic. It's not it, it doesn't comport with the laws of physics. Um, you could, in theory, travel back to a point in a separate alternate universe or an alternate galaxy or right. 
that would maybe be that point in time in that galaxy and maybe alter that the future of that galaxy, but it wouldn't change your past. Are we any clo- any closer with this telescope? Which now, where is it hover- hovering behind the Earth? Is that where it is? Right. So it's actually well, it's behind the Earth. It's, it's in the shadow of the Earth. Oh, right. So right. it exactly. So it's there is this this. Cons- this idea of gravity and when things get into a, like a geosynchronous lock, which means that they had their gravities are balanced, the push and pull from each other at, right. versus the spin of them moving through the universe is in a point where that they, they just move with each other in a, in a design, a regular constant orbit. It, there are points of gravity where gravity is essentially nullified. It equals out to the point, and they're called Lagrange points. And they're points where you could essentially stop in the gravity pull. And it's like if you spun, imagine if you spun a, a top, that very top point is spinning the slowest, almost the very, very tip of the, that, that, little, uh, that little top spinning is spinning the slower than the, all, some other parts of it just because of the physics of it. But that point, the gravity is very unique is that in the same concept with our, our planet and the sun, there are points around our planet where you can park and they do that. That's how they're, they it's pretty much how GPS works. They, they put satellites in geosynchronous lock, but it's a different type of lock, but it's the same the mechanics. But this point is twice the distance of the moon out there. And the, the, the our planet keeps it at a constant relative constant distance and pulls it around so that it's this, our planet is always between it and the sun and will always be like that as, as our planet goes around the sun over and over. So there will always be this shadow for it to peer through. I see. I want everyone in. This is the theater of the mind. So I want you to think, everyone. Jeff Carlin, just a few years from now on a cold January day, uh, speaking to students, high school students, uh, wearing a cardigan sweater i would assume with the, the glasses and having walking around a classroom and in crepe shoes you know take <laughs> take care of the 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 feet as a physics teacher and turning like holding holding tennis balls or something and tur- <laughs> rotating them with his hands as he's walking around the room explaining to them how these bodies interact and how gravity works and dude <laughs> that's the dream to be a physics teacher in the next few years has got to be that's perfect for you oh man yeah i mean geez physics just this century you know last century was was incredible and the, and the, the century we're in now is going to top that and it's in, in the incredible understanding and not only just deep space i mean it's called the deep space deep space satellite so it does have a cool right. You know, it does look outward, and that's the, the beauty of it. But it's gonna we're gonna be able to point at a thing at, at Jupiter in our own solar system and look deep inside of it with uh, different spectrums of light and radiation that are coming off of it, and really get a good understanding of what what, it, what makes it tick, what it, it is. And, and then, and just now, some kid said Uranus, <laughs> and Jeff just holds out a detention slip and says <laughs> to the principal with you, right? Yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I'm I, I, I'm partial to to uh, <laughs> juvenile space jokes, but it's it's going to be cool. So check it out. Uh, I recommend you like space.com is one of my go to websites for stuff like this. NASA 
has a, has a website. You can check all the stuff in real time, but it's really cool. It's really, really cool. Can you say the words to me though? Here's what I wanted you to say. It's an anomaly, John. It's an anomaly. Cause I never understood what the, that meant. <laughs> it's in an anomaly. Sci- sci-fi movies where they'd say it's an anomaly, you know, <laughs> and then that explains everything, even though I don't understand what the hell they're talking about. Okay. <laughs> and now, uh, yeah, and it's an anomaly. It's an anomaly. Yeah. Now we're gonna. Now we're never gonna be able to. See and if it. we if we go fa- and if we just go around the sun, we can catapult ourselves into space and then come back into an earlier century where you know Alexander <laughs> Alexander the Great is about to uh, destroy all of Thebes. Yes, and we convince him not to. Me and Jeff. <laughs> yeah. That sounds about right. Maybe we can uh, convince the dailies not to run for office. No? Which one? Any of them. I don't know. Why not? I, I, I would never try to I use know, our, I powers, know. our powers of space travel to impact the, the present. <laughs> you know, that's, cause, that's dangerous. Right. All they do is grab ideas and st- statues and put mm-hmm. them in some sort of prison because... As Orwell said, he who controls the past controls the present, and he who controls the present controls the future, right? Yep. Yes, Jeff Carlin. Well, I yeah, so NASA, the what are the the uh websites? Do you have uh, any s- yeah, space.com. It's that's one of my uh go-tos. Uh I always enjoy what they do there. Um you can't go wrong with NASA's website nasa.gov they'll, they'll have stuff on the front page this because this is a big deal um those are the best places to, to get firsthand stuff i mean some of the stuff you can see a lot of places sometimes it just gets muddied up with and don't make a and if you're looking don't look at an uh an eclipse of the sun and you'll go blind right yes yeah it will certainly damage your eyes the sun right. is very powerful <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Sherman, Mr. Peabody. <laughs> That's a good segment. So, Jeff, what else do you have for us today? Oh, well, John, uh, I was wondering. Uh, Lori we were- Lightfoot still, she, <laughs> did she Did she resign? Did she take my advice? Not, and quit? not yet. I think she may be keeping her powder dry on that one. <laughs> I want, I, I've offered her. I publicly offered her a spot on, you know, to write a column right. on johncastnews.com offering, I would like to hear hear her write about, I don't know, uh, Mayor Fallis and the move of Mayor Fallis Maximus and the movable feast. And she could sit on the left bank with her, with her <laughs> wife. Right. And uh, they could eat oysters or whatever they do. Like, Clams or whatever, um, whatever the walrus and the carpenter ate, but stuff like that. And look <laughs> right. at the writers going back and forth up up, up the um, left bank. Yeah, yeah, that's what I want her to do. Do you think she'll do it? I don't know. Uh, I, don't... I think she's she's uh, not one to back down from anything. So I think she will not resign. She will not pull the plug on it on that. Well, even, if, even if it's a terrible idea, I think no matter what it is, that idea might be, I think she will. She's too bullheaded 
to 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 not see it through. Well, I don't know. I I, I can't say that she will resign or not. Right. But if she cared about the city, she right. would do so, and then plunge us into a brief period of political chaos. Yeah. You know who will lead us? Who will lead us? You know we'd have to because we're. We're basically like, speaking of time travel movies, we're like Eloy, the tranquil sun people who don't understand, <laughs> you know, that the Morlocks, if it weren't for CWB in Chicago, right. we, we wouldn't know about the Morlocks devouring our, our <laughs> right. Yvette Mimiu or whatever. Yeah, seriously. So, okay. Have you seen anything good on TV? <laughs> yeah, John, you got some downtime here. So I, a couple of things you should check out. I always love on Netflix. Uh, Love, Death, and Robots. It's short stories, and they're all scientific, and they're animated, and they're really, really colorful and cool and stylized. And they all tell these you know, weird one-off stories. Most of them are post-apocalyptic. Uh, my favorite is a post-apocalyptic Earth, where a, a three robots are, are, uh, are on a tourism journey and are, are exploring the planet after uh, all humans destroyed themselves, essentially, do they are they, do they look like humans? These uh, one of them robots? does. One of them's kind of a humanoid, and then one of them kind of looks like Wally, and then one of them looks like um, what's his face from uh, from uh, a Space Odyssey. Danger, Jeff Al. Carlin. Right, Danger, like Jeff Carlin. Danger. Danger. <laughs> that too. No, like not, that? Quite that. not quite that one. More like Hal, like right. that square, one red eye looking thing. That's a really good uh, good watch. You can't go wrong there. Um, I know you it, love well, Death and Robots. It's really good. Well, all right, I'll have to watch it. I'm, I'm in the middle of uh, superhero fantasy right now. Uh, the Boys? Yeah, The Boys. Yeah, it's getting rave reviews. Everyone's loving it. <laughs> it is so it it's so filthy and so <laughs> and so, you know, it should be on Netflix since all the evil guys sound like uh, Republicans, you know? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like the uh, the the uh, the hero superhero. All the superheroes in this in this series are basically po- all powerful. So they mm-hmm. turn into the biggest bag of d- you've ever seen in your life. You know, I'd like to, I'd like to you to bleep that out. But right, uh, right. But so like absolute power terrible. corrupts absolutely. Kind of. Yes. Concept, right. Or? Yeah. And they they have god god fantasies, and there's like a little Barbie doll cutie girl, um, and there's a, a kind of a dweeb kid uh, who doesn't have superpowers, and uh, uh, there are other people that that hate the super race, and there's a Nazi, you know, there's a Nazi that sure. uh, wants to wants to breed with uh, humans and create a a, a super race of Uber sure right you know it's all it's like written out of the net it's written out of the netflix political playbook but it's it's still funny you know yeah but i gotta check that out check that out um and, and another one yeah is uh the old man oh right Who's jeff, in that? jeff bridges yeah and some actress or actor female actor i don't know how to say it now in the in the in these days when I, we can't even i 
to find a woman, but whatever it is, kind of a female looking person, but I don't want to judge, you know, maybe, sure. maybe she hasn't uh, come out as a female, but anyway, she's in it. Jeff Bridges is an old CIA hitman, and uh, John Lithgow is chasing him. Nice. And uh, it's really good. But uh, again, politically correct and predictable in terms of the everything's like, you know, yeah, everything is like. Like Carl, you know, Carl Rove is, not, he's not in it, but like the Bushies and yeah, they're all idiots, sure. but they, they were idiots. Oh yeah. You know, they, they that was a circus. It Jeez. was a circus of death and destruction. Seriously. Uh, but it's, it's a decent, you know, I like watching Jeff Bridges and it's, he's got two dogs in it. Nice. Um, Rottweilers. And I've been telling Betty that now that the, uh, Lefties are trying to dox my hot the, the, the place. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're all out. And I know some of them are listening. So, hey, boys and girls, you ever come by my house in the middle of the night? You know, I might have a, something for you, like a coffee cake or not. <laughs> but uh, stay away from my some, house. Some but, cannolis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got some cannoli for you. But, um, I just don't want to see that. You know, yeah. I won't want to read that in testimony ever. No. So I'm, I'm always kind and, and yeah. welcoming to, to ev- all the communists who want to trash my house <laughs> and come over. But did you, you know, speaking of which, and I'm not a Supreme Court justice, but did you hear about uh, it's lost with all this other stuff? But Brett Kavanaugh was out for yeah. Justice Kavanaugh was out at Morton's. For dinner, and this crowd started screaming at him yeah. in the restaurant. Yeah, you and I talked about this when it when they were protesting outside of his house, and and it, the idea that you know this this is this is a reaction to it. Oh, we have to you know we impose we have to our will. Or, yeah. Yeah. Well, that too. Yeah, I mean, you know, we had two different debates there, but or discussions, but the the idea that people are out doing i understand the emotion behind it i understand people are riled up by all sorts of things but that's not how it's it's not that's not society it's not decorum it's not what you do you you know we're humans the thing that makes us human and makes us you know better than animals if you want to call it that is that we can control our impulses that we have the ability to temper our emotions, that we have the ability to have cognitive thought that lasts for a few minutes. That, so, if no, step- but this you don't want that when you have when you're driving cattle down the chutes, mm-hmm. you don't want the, the livestock to think for themselves. You have to keep them herded in right. running down the chutes, whether it's fear of COVID, so we have to shut down. The elections, mm. and so we can mail in our votes and have a lot thousands of mail in votes when we need them, or or when they're when people are afraid of terrorism, you know, right. like, uh, let's attack yeah. another country like Iraq and right. impose democracy. Yeah, um, there was an interesting thing that I want your your you to react to, and that sure. was okay. The speaking of. Uh, robots. The president of the United States was out uh, on 
talking about uh, abortion rights or abortion issues at the White House. And apparently, I thought I heard him say, and you'll find, you can find it. The, uh, he started reading his teleprompter, which he's supposed to, you know, because they've told me what to say and all that stuff that he says, mm-hmm. like they told. But this time he's reading the, re- the instructions on the teleprompter, like <laughs> re- repeat the line. Right. Say it again. Hold for applause. No, wait. Yeah. 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 I guess Elon Musk had a little mockery of him. No. Elon Musk. Yeah. I mean, I I think if you're too, I always say, if you're too young to be president of the country, then you have to be too old to be. It just has to be. You have to have both aspects of it. If we're protecting democracy from, I'm not sure what, but. So I, I think you can be too old. And, you know, he had Donald Trump to, trying to defend Biden this week or over the weekend. He did? Yeah, he said, you know, he said, he, not necessarily specifically Biden, but he was, people were talking about the age thing. And, and he said, well, you know, 80s, it's the, you don't even live until you're 80. And, you know, plenty of people are, do good things and are, and are smart and active. And, he, you know, he didn't say Biden was one of those, but he, he was defending the idea of, a, of an aged president like that. And you think, well, Oh, like like you mean he wants to be president? Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. I mean that that's the underlying point. But yeah, come on, come on, guys, this is the best we can do collectively as as, as people as a as a populace as a republic. Just I think when you when you have a president who's reading repeat yeah, like, the line, yeah, doesn't know. You I know, mean that's I, a, that's almost as shocking as kim kardashian asking pete davidson to shower with her in the kardashians trailer or i'm just reading from the you know the from the clickbait on the new york post yeah right or trans woman returns to life as a man implying that uh that the trans woman had been dead right but what returns to life as a man and hits out at the activist doctor who turned his life upside down. No, I don't think it was turn the life upside down. It was, uh, I think it was snipping the, <laughs> snipping the special purpose, my friend. That might be upside down uh, in your universe, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I think everybody should take a breath. You know, seriously. before you do anything, before you make a life decision like that, maybe you want to. Yeah, that's just, a tough one. Yeah. I can't. Uh, uh-huh. I, I fear. You know, I, I fear we'll see a, a lot more headlines like that. As that's like whiplash, whipsaw event of of progressiveness. You know, in, in our culture at large, is going to create for some really interesting studying. John, you know me all about the science. I'm curious to see what the data says. Speaking of science, Elon Musk's tweet on the president was: "Whoever controls the teleprompter is the real president." And then he's got pictures of Ron Burgundy. Right. Stay classy, San Diego. Yeah. Okay. You don't think much of that. Okay. But it was a good. I mean. It was a funny movie, wasn't it? Anchorman? Oh, yeah, for sure. Anchorman. But but Elon Musk is not where I go for my comedic takes or my takes on anything, really. You go there for business news? No. Elon Musk is an idiot. 
in my opinion. Come on, Elon Musk. I thought he was a hero to your generation. No, I mean, he was so cool. Everyone was he's like, never been cool. People think he's cool. I don't even know why he's cool. He's never developed anything. He's never designed anything. He's never invented anything. He's he never was done anything. He's he only thing he's, he's capable of, or not capable, but known for, is being rich and being richer. But how did he get there? How did he become richer than any human? What? Because because his mind, no. because he thought of that uh, pneumatic tubes where you can go from downtown Chicago out to out to O'Hare in like twenty in ten seconds. He didn't think and, of anything, John. Japan's had trains that can travel at two hundred and seventy kilometers an hour for fifty years. Hey I mean, man, don't be- start cutting on on Elon Musk, man. Rahm Emanuel had him up there in the news oh, conference. Oh, God, I know. <clears throat> you get into, get into the pneumatic tube, and they shoot you right to yeah. O'Hare, and you splat like a bug. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? This, this, this guy, yeah. People, people need to stop smoking the Elon Musk. That's all I'm saying. God, you, make, you just made that sound so distasteful. <laughs> <laughs> you made it sound oily and like, oh, you know, rather, uh, rather gross. I can just say that was more of an edge, a nod to Elon Musk, Musk and his uh, his pension for cannabis. He's a big. Speaking uh, of which, it, not when I'm in a comfy chair, I think I can have some, right? Yeah, for recovery purposes, sure. Yeah, for reco- for medicinal purposes. Right. I thought it would only be uh, single malt scotch. <laughs> Glenn Morangy, 18, and not, not the sweet finish like the sherry finish. I hate that. Just the straight scotch. Yeah. Yeah, baby. I dig uh-huh. it. Dig it. Well, John, I think uh, I think you should enjoy that scotch and get some rest and uh, heal up quick. You got to get back. We'll see what it. happens. In a few hours, I'll be under the knife and... Uh, if I wake up in the middle of this, I'll be really pissed off, you know? <laughs> You're going to wake up uh, thinking you were hanging out with uh, Elon Musk and Joe Biden. You're going to be having some, like, I'll, I'll fever dream mid-surgery about it. Animatronic Joe Biden dreams are not <laughs> the things that I want <laughs> at all. So, uh, yeah, we'll have some people filling in. Uh <laughs> Corey Franklin has a good one coming out on uh, Brittany Grinder. You know, who, oh sure, yeah, right. She she hated. Uh, you know, she didn't like hearing the Star Spangled Banner when she was a player. She doesn't didn't want to hear the national anthem. And then in the in the uh, sports stadiums, right. and then she gets busted for hashish. Uh, she ooh. had a vape pen. Hey, Billy Hayes. Does she know who Billy Hayes is? <laughs> Billy Hayes. Turkish yeah. prison. What was that? The, what was that? Nightmare in Turkey? Uh, yeah. The Turkish prison or something like that? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. She'll be sentenced in a, uh, probably a month. You know, she should just be happy that it wasn't, uh, that she was just getting high and trying to sell Apparently, sold drugs according to the prosecutor. Yeah, right. But uh, or for her own yeah. own purposes. But at least she what didn't have like CDs of Pussy Riot in her bag. 
Yeah, then it would have been straight to the gulag. And she's she's also lucky that the women's NBA stuff or you know women's pro basketball in Russia is very popular. So there were a handful of rich people on her side in the country who wanted to see her make them money. So here's what she should do. Like at the trial, she should challenge uh, Vladimir to a game of, of horse winner, loser dies or a game of a game of, you know, one-on-one game first to 10 loser <laughs> dies. How's that? Uh, well, it's, it's, you know, cause I hear he's a pretty, like nifty. Wow, well, he was. He was. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, if Intel is accurate, he's got some pretty serious health issues. Well, okay. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know about that important stuff. All I. All I know is that uh, that Lori Lightfoot's still mayor. Yep. Shit. Another, the summer goes on. Summer goes on. Summer of love. Summer of joy. Yeah. Summer. <laughs> you know, this is the kind of. Know that song Hot Town Summer in the City? Yep. Back in your neck, feeling dirt you know, and gritty. Dirt and gritty. I, that's a so such a song for the summer to me. Bomb. Bom. Yeah. Or or maybe uh Sly in the Family Stone, yeah. Everyday People. That or or the boy the girl bands, you know, like uh My Boyfriend's Back and mm-hmm. You're Gonna Be in Trouble. All that stuff is, seems like summer to me. Saturday what, in the park? Come on. Yeah, I guess. Saturday, oh, oh Chicago? On. Yeah. Yeah, Chicago. Saturday at the park is a good one. Saturday. Yeah, in the park. Yeah. Yeah. But people want to be up. They don't want to be, like, hiding behind their car while their right. friend is getting capped, you know, five times in the head while they're hiding, while they're hiding in the car near the park. It's just not fun. I'm just saying, I, I'm taking a leap. Right. But I think I don't think it's fun. Not so much. Not so much. Neither is surgery, John. So, so what do you, you what do you have for us for next week? For soon coming soon on the on the Chicago Way podcast. Yeah. Co- coming soon on the Chicago Way podcast. We uh, we try to get a physicist on here to to talk about the uh, talk about the black holes. Yeah. yeah, black holes and what, whether or not you can make it through a black hole alive. A Greek uh, physicist would be good. Yeah. We're also due for a, a sh- connecting with our good friend, Charlie Lipson. We'll talk to him soon. And then uh, I think Roderick Sawyer is still uh, on the docket coming up in a week or two. Oh, and then I think our friend, oh, this is going to be a good one. We have a special guest from with who is uh, from inside the Lightfoot administration. Oh, yeah. And I want to say who it is. I want to hear some good kissing and telling there. <laughs> well, we, we, we even promised it'll all be very polite. Um, but, yeah, we're going to have someone from within the administration tell us uh, what it was like, what it's been like, what uh, what's happening on the fifth floor. It's the uh, the uh, chaos is uh, it's, uh, it just keeps going. It yeah. never ends with her. Nope. Anyway. So for Jeff Carlin, I think we should say good night or good yeah, day. Good day. And I, I'll get carved up uh, and on, on the hospital slab or wherever they put me, and then then they take me off and uh, 
put oh. you up in the string in the machine with the strings. And yeah, while well, I'm screaming, screaming my ass off. Oh, oh no, oh yeah, it'll be it'll be uh, good. It'll make good sound for Jeff. <laughs> yeah. So what you're saying is uh, we should keep uh, Betty in our thoughts because she's going to be the one taking care of. Yeah, poor Betty. Betty, <laughs> can I have some more rosé? <laughs> Uh, she just said what <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm we're doing a dramatic uh reading of reenactment of what i'm going to be doing during after surgery buddy can i have a beer you can't no you can't have beer and pills. <laughs> can i have a scotch then no you can't have scotch and pain pills <laughs> leave that vape alone leave the vape down put the vape down <laughs> all right john well, all right, good buddy. Luck. and to our listeners We'll talk to you next week. For Jeff Carlin, physics teacher, soon to be executive producer, WGN Radio, my friend, and I just can't wait to see him walk, walking around a classroom, turning, <laughs> twisting balls in his in the air, explaining about the space telescope and where it hides in the darkness, and that kid in the back of the room saying. Take a picture of Uranus. And then, That's it. And for me, John Cass, stupid fool, Beavis and Butthead impersonator. <laughs> I was bad in physics. I shouldn't have been because it's really the key to life. I am Cornholio. <laughs> Editor-in-chief of JohnCassNews.com and join us for some common sense. And see you next time. When I'm in the comfy chair, screaming my head off with my painful shoulder. On another edition of the Chicago Way podcast on WGN Plus.